0: Yo yo yo! Not this normal podcast. It's your host Spinx back at you with episode five. You see what I did there? I got big bro. Yeah, Kenneth Chamberlain Jr. Man, <laughs> what's going on, man? How you doing? Good to see you, man. Um, briefly, uh, this episode, this this is a uh, it's a special episode, and I know I, that that might sound uh, old to y'all now, because I, I say that pretty much episode every episode, but honestly, every episode is special, especially if you you know. You know my story and you just, you know, what I've been through and just different things. Like, every time I'm in front of this camera, it's like therapy for me as well, too. But, uh, you know, I ain't gonna beat y'all over the head, man. I got my big bro, Kenneth, here. Um, I want to dive into some things with him, but before that, you know, we always gotta get into the history. You know, this man, he got a, a good story. So, uh, you know, I want you to formally introduce yourself, Kenneth, mm-hmm. uh, what's just, what's a little bit of, where you from,
1: first and foremost? You know, it's, it's, it's funny when I hear people say Kenneth, you know, especially my people <laughs> from the street. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but yeah. but yes, you know that yeah. is the brand. Kenneth professional is, names. is the brand. You know, um, <laughs> White Plains, nine one four. Right. Um, been here basically all my life. Right. Um, We're part of White Plains. Um, North K. Okay. Yeah. You know. Shout out to Kensico. shout out you know, you know, that's 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 the block You yeah. know, but but I'm all over White Plains, you know. That's I right. love everybody. Right. You know, I don't this is your city, get White on Plains. that type of time right. where, oh, you from this side graphic can't be here. Yeah. That. No, we don't do all of that. Right. You from White Plains, <laughs> yeah. know from It's White like Plains. I'm from the Berg <laughs> You know, <laughs> I'm from
0: Greenburgh, which is also White Plains, but I'm from mm-hmm. Greenberg you know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm from the town. Okay. So uh you know, let's get into uh, your childhood. Did you grow up with both parents, or you know, what was your growing, what was your situation like growing up before you know we known you as Jihad? You know, uh, how was life growing up in White Plains back in them days?
1: So you know, um, of course, I grew up with my mother, but my father was always around. Right. You know, he was the disciplinarian. Right. Absolutely. You know, if I messed up, mom called dad. Yeah, absolutely. Dad Same came through and yeah. checked me. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know. Just because he wasn't in the house doesn't yeah. mean he wasn't in the house. Absolutely,
0: yeah. His word <laughs> overrules. Oh, I'm the same way. You know, as he so, should. Absolutely. You
1: know, okay, that's you, amazing. You know, but at, at one point I think I got a a, a bit out of control. Right. With you know living with my mother, and um, she said you got to go live with your father. Right. You know, at right. that time my father was living in Elmsford. Okay. He's actually living off of Pain Street. Okay, shout out to Payne. You know, <laughs> you know the history. You know, yeah. so you know. Shout out to my I, boys. I I often joke to the yeah. homies on Payne to say, yeah. you know, you know I I'm, I'm Payne Street too. You yeah. know that, right? I feel like everybody <laughs> at some point been
0: a pain. Like you might not always go to Greenberg. You might not always well of course you're gonna go to White Plains, but like especially in recent times I say the last 10 15 years like everybody been over there yeah, like, everybody yeah. had a little run over there went to a cookout over there a block party yeah. over there yeah. you know it's a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of you know it's a good area Okay. Yeah, so I, I lived on Bryan Avenue.
1: Over okay. There, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So yeah. I so know I was always it. down the street at right. the park. Right. You know, my father came down there a few times, yelled and screamed Absolutely. at me in front of everybody in yeah, the park. Yeah. You know, I remember going to Mr. Lewis store right across the street from the park. Okay. That's that's, that's before <laughs> me. Yeah. See, that's that's See, that's that's my that's
0: my time. <laughs> you
1: know, anybody that's watching yeah. this, they know Danny Lewis store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. That that was the store right there. You know, the summer basketball games out right. there and everything. Right, yeah. So, you know, I was there and um went to Alexander Hamilton okay. I think for what,
0: two years? He was a Raider. Yeah. For we two beat y'all. <laughs> yeah, I was at Will we beat Hamilton, by the way. You know, but they got a, you know, they got some stories beating us. Oh, so shout out to And Hamilton. then, you know,
1: um <laughs> I came back to White Plains. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I graduated from White Plains High School. Okay, you brought it back home. You know, yeah. So, you okay. know, my, my mom let me come back, but you know Full disclosure: I got on the nerves again, Absolutely, and she yeah. booted me out again. Yeah,
0: you got any siblings? <laughs> you know, any I siblings have, in the house? Yeah, I
1: have. I have a, a younger sister. Okay. Um, I yeah. have an older sister who passed away Rest almost a year ago. Rest in um, peace. But she didn't live up here. She lived in North Carolina. Okay. So right now it's just me and my sister. I'm sorry Cameron, that. you okay. know, So um, that's amazing. Mom still breathing? My mother passed away Rest a year in ago. peace. Okay. Uh, stage four that. colon cancer. You know, I was I was taking care of my mother from 2015 up until she passed away last yeah, year. Unbelievable. Um, I would get off of work, I would come home and take care of my mother. My yeah. sister would take, and my nephew would take care of her during the daytime. When I got off of work, I left work and I came straight home and it was me and my mother.
0: You know. Man. So it's funny that you say that because I got, uh, my pops died when I was five. But I honestly, I didn't really, it didn't affect me the way I seen it affect like some of my close friends who lost parents. Um, talk about like that stage. Now, did she change physically over them since 2015 up until last year when she passed, did you notice any changes in her like physically that had a uh, an effect? It's like watching, I know like, for my friends, like they watched their parents change mm-hmm. in a physical form right before their eyes. Mm-hmm. And I just it broke me down. Not only broke me down, but it broke. I watched it change them as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you watching your your world just, you know, kinda mm-hmm. wither away. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a hard sight. Yeah. That's that's something hard and that's something that changed them, I know for sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what what effect did that have on you? So so with my mother, you know,
1: um I just remember one day she was saying that she wasn't feeling well. Right. And it was in 2015 that I found out that she had cancer. Okay. But she never said anything. Right. She never told myself. She never told my sister. As usual. You know, yeah, um, we're yeah. just in the hospital trying to figure out what's going on. But at that particular time, my mother said, oh, to the, when the doctor came in, that's my son. You can say whatever you want to say in front of him so now he's saying well you know um we checked you out and the cancer is and i said hold on the cancer
0: you're yeah, right <laughs> I'm
1: not that you know yeah. so that's when i found out you know and it seems like once we found out that she had the cancer it's just everything started going wrong right that. then she was suffering from mild dementia mm-hmm. you know sometimes she wouldn't even realize i was in the house Yeah. you I, know I, I seen it. or um, she would call me by her brother's name who already passed away.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, wow. but being a caretaker for my mother, you know, um, was one of the best things that I could have done. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, yeah. they say, they say that's, once an that's... adult, twice a child. Right. Yeah. Um, so you're born, you need somebody to take care of you. Absolutely. Then you go through life, you do what you do. And then as you get to those end stages, someone yeah. has to take care of you Absolutely. again. Um, you're back in diapers, right. you know? So um, I used to just be in the house with my mother. You know, right. I put my life on a hole to take care of my mother. Um, I argued with these doctors, these nurses, these home care people you know, uh, they wanted to keep my mother in a nursing home. And I said, absolutely not. My yeah, mother's no. going to be home. Yeah. You know, I said, cause worst case scenario if something happens, she's going to be right here with family. Who cares? In 2020, I got sick. I caught COVID real bad. I like, right. honestly didn't think I was going to make it through that. Sorry to hear that. But yeah. um, my mother kept coming to the door. And I'm like, mom, please get away from the door. Because, you know, we didn't know anything about COVID. So I'm like, ah, if she get it, it's over. You know, but she was like, I just want to make sure you're okay. But thank God she didn't catch it, you know, and everything was fine. But I just remember she went into the hospital for a minor procedure. And the next thing you know, she came back. She couldn't walk. She was bedridden. You know, so she was solely dependent mm-hmm. upon me, my and my sister. Yeah, and so and my nephew. So we just, you know, we just figured out the plan. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, you guys will be here, take care, of mommy. Yeah. During the day, I gotta go to work. Right. When I get off of work, you know, you guys leave, and and I got you take over. You yeah. know, wow. and I mean, it was bad. It. My mother felt bad that. Everybody I had everybody had to stop yeah. and do what they had to do for her, but I was like, "Mom, you yeah. took care of us till we yeah, became we grown." Are, yeah. So you know, right. you know, and I've had conversations with people because my mother had an ostomy bag and all yeah. of that, That's and true. I had to I change had the too. bag and yeah. clean the area. Yeah. And they stoma. Used, yeah, you know, and they stoma. used to say, "Oh man, somebody said I don't know if I could do that." I said.
0: That's your mother. Oh, that's
1: mate. your mom. I said. I walked through. That I shit, said. Car. I said that's your that's your mother. I said I don't care about no smells. I don't care about none of that. That's my mother. Yeah. Now I'm not gonna act like it wasn't days where it got overwhelming. Of
0: course. Where you know I had
1: to go in the room. Some tears fall, yeah. you know, but I got to pull it back together it and go back in the you room job to do. and, and yeah. do silly things just to make my mom laugh, invite people over to the house, yeah. you know. That's let her feel like she's included and in stuff. yeah. And then, uh, what was it, January 9th, um, I was actually away, but I woke up that morning and something said, go home. Yeah. And I rushed back to New York. And I got there, my sister and everybody was in the house, but, and I walked in, and I, my mother looked at me, and I walked in the room, you know, I'm like, hey, ma, gave her a kiss, you know, told my sister and my nephew, oh, y'all can leave, I'm good, it's just, I said, we good, I'm not going away, um, and then I was sitting at the table, and I remember eating a slice of pizza, and then I got up, and I walked in her room, and I looked, and I said, oh, she's asleep. And then I looked again and I said, nah, she don't look like she's asleep, you know. She went, went home. And I went over, I checked her pulse, I put my face there to see if I could feel air coming from her. And I looked, you know, and then I purposely started making loud noise in the, in the room to see if it was going to wake her up. Right. And I was like, yo, nah, she's not going, she's not going, she ain't leave me. She ain't leave me, you know? And then um, I called one of my men who live in the building. I said, yo, come here for a minute. So he was like, what's up? I said, yo, go in there and check my mother. And he went in there and um, he just came back out and gave me a hug yeah. and he said, yo, she gone, bro. You know, so now I had to call my sister, my nephews, call everybody, tell everybody, come back to the house. So you got to
0: grieve, heal, yeah. and yeah. spread the news, yeah. the worst news yeah. you could ever get. Yeah. I take a lot so, of So
1: And then, you know, um, I, I, I I I had to do that. Now, my youngest daughter shares the same birthday as my mother, which is February 23rd, just That's passed. My birthday it's February 20th, Pisces. Yeah, yeah, February 23rd, she just wow. turned 21. Yeah, happy be belated. Um, and um, was like to her. she was at college. So I called her and I'm like, hey, what you doing? And she's like, nothing. I said, I got to go somewhere. You want to come with me? So she was like, go where? You know? And I said, just get dressed. I'm coming to get you, you know? And I had Mayo, one of my attorneys go with me.
0: Oh, Mayo, uh, Barlett? Yeah. yeah, he went to school on yeah. had,
1: I had I had Mayo go with me and when we pulled up, I got out the car and I was trying to smile, you know? I'm like, hey, princess, you know? But she seen it on my face. Yeah, she yeah. was like, what's wrong?
0: Yeah,
1: And she start backing up. And then I told her, and you know, <clears throat> and that was yeah. that, Yeah, you know? Um, So she has dealt with a lot of laws. She was nine years old when my father was killed. You <laughs> know? Um, wow. She was, Still in high school when I lost my older daughter in a car accident. You know, um, case, she was in she was in the military. Mm. You know, I lost her in twenty nineteen. You know, so I have definitely you got your trials experienced trials. a yeah. lot of loss.
0: You can't tell. You, you age well. You know, if I, when I see you, you seem you wouldn't be able to tell that. That's a testament to your strength. Cause I feel like death for guys like us, when our background and just. What society expects from us, like I feel like death is like, then they're the only way to get to us. Mm-hmm. Some of the only ways to really that you, you just can't prepare for that because coming up in some of these environments that we do and situations we put ourselves in, you 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 adapt uh, defense mechanisms. You mm-hmm. learn how to defend ourselves. From mental, spiritual, and physical attacks, the defense is not just physical. I got bad energies everywhere that you gotta deflect. But I just feel like death is just like a virus that just attacks you. It's nothing. Yeah. There's no. You don't even get time to to figure it out, especially losing a child, a mom, both parents. How old was your mom when she passed? She was, eighty something. Okay.
1: You know. So. But here's the here's the thing. Like I tell people, when I lost my dad that was sudden, it was tragic, yeah. no closure, no mother.
0: Yeah.
1: When I lost my mom, at least I was in the house with her, yeah. at least every day, it was a kiss on the cheek. Right. Ma, I love you, I'll be back, I'll see you when I get off right. to work, right. I come back to the house, we play around, I right. try to make her smile and everything, you know. Um. When I lost my daughter, it felt like somebody just reached in my chest and snatched my heart out. You know, I can't describe what it is or what it means to lose a child. Yeah, don't even um, try. Yeah. You know. Um, when did that happen? You said? that happened in April of 2019. Jesus. She she was in a car accident in California. A car flipped over, caught on fire, and um, you know, rest in peace. I even I you know. They tried to save her. They tried to get her out of the car, you know, and not to sound, you know, too graphic, but no, um, no, she, was, she, was, she was burnt up in the car, burned alive in the car. And you, did you have to witness this? Um, no, she was in California. I just received a phone call um, from her mother asking me, when was the last time you, I spoke to her? I said, I just spoke to her last night.
0: Right.
1: And she said, what did she tell you? I said, she said she was going out and um, she would call me the next day.
0: Yeah.
1: And he, she, I said, why? He said, oh, I'm just trying to reach her, but can't reach her, and they said there was some type of accident or something down there, and she's not answering her phone. So I said, ah, you know how Shanice is. I was like, she answer the phone. Well, she'll text us back in a minute and say, I'll call you back, Right. you know. Um, and then I was in Brooklyn helping a family who's, uh, loved one was killed by police. I was out there doing that. And um, I got a phone call right in the middle of Mm. me speaking to the crowd. Um, And I went to the side and I took the call and a mother was saying it was her. It's like, what's her? And it was like, what? Mm. And you know, so um, my man that was with me kept saying, yo, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. We gotta get back to White Plane. I said, now nah, I got to help this family first. Then we go to White Plains. That's you know, That's I said, they need me right now. And he was looking at me like, man, your daughter just got killed. And I'm like, I understand that. But i got to help them right now. And, you know, I did all of that. And then we driving back to White Plains. And I'm like, I got to call my kids now. Yeah. <clears throat> so I called my sons. So I called one of them, and then I told one of my sons, call your other brother, and yeah. call, and I called one of my other sons, and I got three sons. Okay. And so God we God, were all, all on the- your sons up. was my little man yeah. when he was
0: a kid. Yeah. Aaron. Yeah, Street. Yeah. B Street, was <laughs> my little guy Yeah. that's my little man, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's my boy, yeah. Man. So I'm like, you know, I got them all on the call, and you know, they know something's wrong cause I don't yeah. never conference all of them together yeah. like that. Yeah. And I told them, I said, yo, um, your sister was in a car accident, you know, and they were like, okay, she all right, right? Then I got quiet, yeah. you know, and they like asking me, she's, she's a- all right, right? Now you got it's hard no. degree,
0: you ain't even, that's your daughter, yeah. but you still got, to t- that's a so, lot, that's a lot of pressure.
1: So now I tell them, they devastated, you know, obviously. I had to call my youngest daughter's mother, and I said, listen, I told her what happened. And she's like, oh, my God. And I said, listen, I got to tell Imani, but I need y'all. I can't yeah, do it by yeah, myself.
0: Yeah, yeah, So,
1: So they met me at the house, and then, you know, I told her, and
0: I always say she let out this scream. Yeah. Damn, it was it. crazy. Yeah. You don't believe human can even make this kind of sounds. You'd be surprised. The emotion, it, 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 it brings something out I of I said I never want to hear that again. Yeah. Yeah. But you're going to
1: hear it forever. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh,
0: then I got to pee around my family. And I gotta keep the brave face on. Yeah, because they look into you for strength. Yeah. That's what people don't understand. Us as the as the leaders of these families, so many different families, our friends, mm-hmm. our homies, whatever, we in the centerfold of everything. So we gotta endure everybody's pain mm-hmm. on top of heal ourselves. Yeah. It's it's that's that's So I
1: best. used to pretend while I was in the house, they or everybody sitting in the living room, I would pull my phone out and be like, Oh, I gotta take this call. Yeah, that's just go in the room. Yeah. And just close the door,
0: and put my face in the pillow, yeah. and just cry. Silence over your face, just you to let out some emotion. That's, you that's know, because because it was it was crazy, like and but. <clears throat> I'm looking at my little junior right there. Something, right now, something
1: pray. that somebody said to me about that, and and then you know we can we can move on. Yeah, from yeah, this. yeah man, no, for
0: sure. Yeah, we you know I just it got, got me, it got yeah, me all yeah, um, emotional no. and everything absolutely. right now. Absolutely, I would be but, doing the same thing, man.
1: But um, child, an elder that I know said to me, she said, "It's when you lose a child, it's not." about day by day she said it's moment by moment yeah second by she second. said because at any given time you'll just it'll trigger it'll, it'll
0: break breath it down it. it'll break you down and and yeah i want to Yo. shake your hand you've been <laughs> this surface area this is just a testament to this is real strength you know we often you know we maximize or measure our strength by how much we can live or how many people we can beat up and not take real strength to, to lose what means the most to you and still have to deliver that information and still have to be the shoulder. Mm-hmm. That's a big shoulder. Imagine how, how his shoulder feel right now. He got the weight of his other kids, his whole entire family, his different campaigns, his this, that, and the third, and he still got to heal. That's that's not easy. That's not easy at all. And it take, you, you that's not for a coward. A coward would never be able to. Mm-hmm. to uh, To to, to do those kind of things. And just before we move on that, I think, you know, when it it comes to like death, it's something that we know is coming, but it's hard to be prepared for because it's like, this is why with war, I'm not really a fan of war as I get older because I feel like the life of my brother is not worth the life of my enemy. You know what I'm saying? So if I send him off in war to kill my enemy, I could potentially lose him to the system or mm-hmm. to retaliation. Him doing 25 to life, him dying is not, is not gonna soothe me from losing him. Yeah. So, you know, and I think, you know, with your mom and everybody else, I think when we go through these different things, like the parents, they feel like, because you're a parent too, we try so hard to build shelters around our kids. We don't want our kids to go through anything close to the feelings that we mm-hmm. felt exactly so i think <laughs> they know that and i think honestly you know yeah, with, with your mom it was right on time as far as you had to how you found out that she was even sick mm-hmm. you know I, she, you never had a clue like you said prior to that until the doctor you went to a doctor's appointment and they slipped up and told you and she said you know what you can finally tell him because at that point it's like he's here i gotta tell him what's going on she masked it for a while mm-hmm. i think for the sake of the family yeah just like when she you know, she passed as soon as you came back, I gotta see lay eyes on my son. That's my that's my son. And then I gotta let life take its course. So I just wanna shake your hand mm. and tell appreciate you I appreciate you. Um your campaign, one of the reasons why I brought you on. Uh your story is, is very intriguing and what you just shared with us is actually new. I had never, you know, certain things you can't research, you gotta go straight to the source. So be mm-hmm. sitting next to him, I just learned a lot. But uh, you're also, you know, you're into martial arts. You're a big uh, martial arts advocate. Um, me too. Uh, what I'm starting to learn about the arts is it's, it's really, I'm not gonna say it's a religion, it's, it's a way of life. It's a mental thing. It's a, it's a spiritual thing. It's a, especially the system that I research, you come from, you, you trained you know, under, of course, Grandmaster Watts, Tony mm-hmm. Watts. Uh, we know him as Seafood. Uh, who's studied under Dr. Moses Powell, rest in peace to the legend. And uh, give us, uh, you know, your background on how you got into martial arts, how long you've been studying, and the different disciplines, because there's a lot of different disciplines, and I feel like the disciplines of some of these lessons you can learn from the arts, you can really apply in every facet of life, those principles.
1: So, when I started really being involved in martial arts, I was a teenager, <clears throat> had to be about 16, 17 years old, in the streets, fighting every day, mm-hmm. getting in trouble. Um, Grandmaster Watts had just come home from the military, okay. and I believe he was working for the city at that time. Um, as he was going down the street, I'll never forget, my mother stopped him in the middle of the street. Stopped. He stopped the car, the truck, and she said, can you please do something with my son? She went to the right (laughs) one. (laughs) She went to the right one, man. We heard the stories, man. And she said, he's like, what's wrong? I said, he ain't listening, he out there Smoking weed, drinking forties, right. fighting everything. Forties <laughs> you know, and all
0: that. Like, you know, uh um, the size of my son, that's what they drink. You
1: drinking. know. <laughs> and um <laughs> and uh he invited me to his school. Where was the school at It was on Ferris Avenue. It was okay. ninety Ferris Avenue at okay. that time. Yeah. Um and i remember even then i was arrogant yeah you know yeah, you
0: definitely got a certain uh, you got an aura about you,
1: <laughs> you, know, yeah, I, you I, gotta, I was i was i was definitely arrogant not yeah. gonna act like i wasn't you know humility what is that humble yeah. what's that
0: absolutely you
1: know yeah. i had no idea what that was that was about and he was like yeah i want you to come up to my school you know and i said okay he said, "You like to fight? Come to my school. You can fight all you want." So I was like, "Where's your school?" He's like, "90 Ferris Avenue." I said, "What time class start?" Can't wait. He said, "7
0: o'clock." Back I, said, back early. I said, "I'll be there at 6:30." <laughs> It's, mind you, I don't think y'all understand at this time who, and still to this day, but who Sifu is at the time. This is we talking to at 16 years old. Yeah. I'm surprised take him to that phone we heard about back in the right. days. We was taking talking, a lot of y'all in there and then y'all. I'm talking Stop crazy. I'm
1: talking crazy, you know. Um, I get to the school. And I walk in there, got a baseball hat on my head and all that. Like, take your hat off inside my school, right? Yeah. So I'm like, all right. So I take it off, right? Because at the end of the day, I ain't want no problems with him. Yeah. But at the same time, that. I was still saying to myself, I ain't folding for nobody. Yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> that's that's um, how we was training. You know, yeah. so we get inside there. I'm, I'm watching people work out, I'm watching them train, and I'm like, so what's this system? And they're like, Wing Chun Kung Fu, and I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm watching them do this, and then me, I wanna, I wanna spar immediately. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I wanna, I wanna fight. Yeah. Cause why well, I wanna be in here if, I could run through your students. Right. Very true. <laughs>
0: so, very true. So, very true. <laughs> so how
1: so, they gonna teach me? Yeah. You know. How you gonna show me so, all I get my ass when I'm whipping y'all ass. So we are inside there, and I'll never forget one of my older martial art brothers. Now his name is Rudell. Um, he's a Marine, okay. you know, Gunnery Sergeant. So we call him Gunny. Okay. And Gunny was about maybe five foot two. Ludo. Yeah. You know. Gunny beat my ass. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Gunny, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen. Shout out to my listen, boy Gunny, man. I had, there's it. no other yeah. way to say it. Right. You yeah. know what I'm
1: yeah. saying? Absolutely. He Mop the floor with me. Right. And then sat me down and then wanted to talk to me and tell yeah. me why world it world. happened. Right. And, you know, and if you want to train and you want to fight, then, you know, well, well, you can come here and you can train, you can work out, and we'll get you right. Then, you know, of course, Grandmaster gets on the floor, and he's doing all these different things, yeah. you know, before I knew the names, you know, Quan Sao, Tan Sao, Pak I'm looking at all this stuff, and I'm going, oh, yeah. yeah I'm like, yeah I, right. yeah, I need that. I need that. You know, so I started training. Right. Then I was coming to class. Class was every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Okay. Then I was secretly training with one of my older brothers, Khalid. Okay, I heard a
0: lot
1: about Khalid. I was training with him at Yosemite Park late at night.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: So You're doing extra credit. <laughs> yeah. He was doing extra credit. He wanted to make sure. Yo, you <laughs> got the, tutor session. So, he took the tutoring session. So, I would, you know, I would come to class on a Tuesday. Class was what, from 7 to 10? Three hours. And by 10 15, no exaggeration, I was in the street in a fight.
0: Yeah, and now you want to apply. Because, yeah, I want to show and tell time. Work.
1: You know, yeah, it's I, want, That's I,
0: I to get it. want to see if it worked. Yeah. You know, because if it do not work, I don't yeah. want it. Yeah, let me just, you, you know, cancel my subscription. So, So you getting into a lot of fights on the street and somebody said, What the professor now? Who was this? So So they went they went to Grandmaster and they told Grandmaster
1: that, you know, I'm out here fighting. Right, you know, stop teaching me because I'm just out here like Boycottem. Beating people up and stuff like that. So I actually got banned from fighting in the school. Where grandmaster and he tell you he barred me from being allowed to spar and everything in the school. Oh, wow. I couldn't do none of that. All I could do is just do exercises, drills, and Got things us. like that. Oh, yeah. Was not permitted to fight. <laughs> you know? Put so, the leash so, and a muzzle on So, 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 you know. Yeah. Um, but then, awesome. I, then, you know, but at the same time, I began to grow, and I mean, you know, we had our, our ranks and our levels and stuff like that. And I remember when I got tested, once we combined the jujitsu with the kung fu. That was an excellent which marriage, is, by the way. Which is coming from our way of Sanukis Rue Jiu Jitsu, one of the late, great um, Dr. Moses Powell, really? and also Swan Martial Arts family, we are part of. I bear. I uh, Joe Abdul Mutaka bear. Right. The acronym for swarm is strong wise achieving minds strength wisdom alert minds right you know surely we are men and for the ladies and sisters with alert minds Beautiful. so that's a, you know that's a nice little they definitely made sure that we understood that what we were learning was 90 percent mental 10 percent physical right that is mind over matter that you know These are thinking man's arts, you know, be it martial arts, be it boxing, it's all thinking because you're strategizing in the midst of doing what you're doing, you know, so.
0: It's human chess, I like to call it. So,
1: you know, I remember when I got my first black belt and became a Sifu also um, under. Grandmaster Watts, I mean... How long were you training be?
0: before you got your black belt? Um, I think I was 10 years oh, in Oh, yeah, see, that's a real black belt. Man. It ain't just the, the uh, yeah. men's warehouse joint yeah. <laughs> that you strap up. Ten, ten, years, ten yeah. years
1: before um, I got a black belt. Ten years before I held the rank of
0: Seafood. That's amazing. Um, yeah, because I notice now you got the... Uh, I pay attention... He got the black the the, the the red and white belt now, man. When you see that red and white belt, <laughs> that means something. The average person that, that, that I think the red and white belt means I think they going to the trunk before they gotta look this man <laughs> They so, go to Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, that belt so, so the red
1: and white belt represents eighth degree black belt. Okay. That is my highest rank that I have. They say Hanshi Dan or or Professor. Right. It's the rank of professor. So my, in the martial arts world, I'm affectionately known as Professor Jahad. Okay. You know, okay. so. Professor Jahad, ladies um, and gentlemen. So. so <laughs> um, nice. But it was a lot of, it was a lot of hard work. Um, no one ever gave me any rank. Of course. Anything that I, that I got, I earned it. Right, yeah. Um, there was days where times, and Grandmaster Watts can tell you, he actually kicked me out of the school, told me don't ever come back. Why he did that? Because <laughs> I was being defiant, yeah. like you know, I challenged everything, yeah. and, and I would yell and scream and,
0: and throw. Well, he's six, six three, two hundred <laughs> plus pounds. You put some technique on him. i am I me, I saw uh, what was it? Rush with two when they was in the masseuse parlor and all that. And the big, <laughs> the big Japanese motherfucker come out there and kick everybody's ass. That's him right here. You know, so I, I was, like you know. He said to me, "Get out."
1: Yeah. You know? Get out! Right. And I mean, he put me in a push-up position for about a half hour straight. Push-up position on my knuckles, on the hard floor. You better not fall because I was, I needed to be disciplined. Absolutely. You know? When you look back at it now, I understand why he did what he did. Yeah. You know?
0: At that time, I couldn't stand him. I hated him. You know? (laughs) We need more of that um, that tutelage, cause like you know everybody, every neighborhood got that neighborhood where like somebody's name is Aunt something or Uncle somebody, even though there's no blood relation. Everybody got that person in mm-hmm. the neighborhood. Well, that's Aunt Such and Such. Rest in peace to Aunt Jackie, by the way. But you know, as far as what he was doing, I think the community needs to shed more light on those type of figures in the mm-hmm. community. As far as you know, he gave you us. You know, in the school, it was safety there, was somewhere safe, is taking you off the street. You know, you not, you don't have time to really bur- be a burglar, you don't have time to sell drugs while you in there, you don't got time to, you know, create senseless acts of violence. You in the gym, you learning how to be mentally strong and, you know, seafood, that's not your real, that's not your mother uh, or father's brother. Mm-hmm. So that's just, you know, a figure in the community that has that honed a safety net for, you know, a and lot it, of different mm-hmm. people and taught you discipline and told you that's what you needed to do. You might have needed to be in a up position for, for 30 days well, straight. Yeah. And, but, and, I, and I got the whole class put in yeah, up position. Absolutely. Too, you, so, know? Was you know, wasn't just me. They that, all got put in a up position. Shout out to Grandmaster Watts you know? for that. And, yeah. you know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm trying to create, you know, like with the Nothing's Normal Nation and the Steel Hands Boxing, I I, I, I want to be that figure. You know, for the net, for the adolescents coming up, and just letting them know, you know, there's, there's other things, there's yeah. other outlets, yeah. to uh, release our pain. Like mm-hmm. you said, you got, I, I I just was in I had the chills listening to you a few moments ago. It was like, you know, that's a lot of pain, then. and like I told you, I can't, I couldn't tell because when you get on the news, you <laughs> you you on it, you you mask it very well, and you still complete the mission. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just salute you for that, and, and, and yeah, shout out. Um, to that off-camera, we was talking about um, Nivelle Bavis. I'm, me, I'm a historian. I paid attention to the Bagua, the Sanukis. You got uh, just a lot of figures. You got Anthony Muhammad, mm-hmm. CJ, Joe, uh, not C. Joe. Yeah, C. Joe Steve Muhammad, mm-hmm. which was, uh, I believe, known as CJ Steve Sanders, or mm-hmm. Saunders, before he changed his name. But um, then you got uh Soke, Little John Davis. You hear about these mm-hmm. different people and these different systems. Have you ever uh, met any of these New York fans? This is all New York-based, too.
1: That's all Sanuka's family, and I've had the honor and the privilege to be around all of them. That's amazing. amazing. Um, I can remember being young in the system and going to these different events and seminars, and I used to sit there and say, wow, one day that's gonna be me out on the floor representing a family like that. So, The day that Grandmaster Watts allowed me yeah. to step on the floor and represent the family. Oh, I showed out. Yeah. And they were like, "Who's that?" And they was like, "Oh, that's one of Roy's boys that's right, right yeah, there." Yeah. They was like, "You know, because it's it's an honor." Of course you know right. to to that that he felt wow. that I reached that level in my art that I could go out there and I could represent the family yeah. and be effective. Right you know That's, you was so, a
0: showpiece you ain't you so, know you ain't bringing out just the rinky dink toys for the show pieces like this is what it looks like when you hard work and dedication and dedicated to the system loyal to the system and recipient recipient of the system and this is what it looked like so so
1: you know he know. has yeah so he has you know disciples in the family you know um and you know so you have like his First, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth disciple. Right. You know, um, I believe in this count. Let me just make sure I
0: get it right. Hey, you what number are you? you what what number did you say? he got uh, you at? Or the call him Get it right, man. We don't want nobody <laughs> to get offended. I want nobody to call me. Don't spin kick I, me I, I you see This is words, I
1: believe, if I'm not mistaken, I am the seventh disciple. Okay, shout out to the lucky under Grandmaster Watt, I am the seventh disciple under Grandmaster Watts. That, and have that, that okay. means a lot you really in
0: tune with what's going on. That's not that's 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 hard to do. You know, but like I said, he's number seven. That's you that's know. what he said when I walk out the studio. Don't that's which one you.
1: You can you can ask Grandmaster <laughs> yeah. Watts himself. Absolutely he will tell you, yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I respect that. Especially you know. Professor Master why he 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 hard as nails.
1: You know, so if yeah. if it wasn't so, he'll say it's not so yeah, 100 he'd be
0: caught. he up on Facebook, Yo nephew, bring me up. Jad I gotta <laughs> clear some things up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, shout out to that. And we also spoke uh you actually created your own system throughout yes. your travels. Yes. And what's what's that about?
1: So what I did was uh my teacher, Grandmaster Watts, married uh Wing Chun Kung Fu and Sanuku Ru Jiu Jitsu together. Right. And called it Chun Jitsu Ru. Okay. Um, Me having my own school and teaching on, you know, teaching myself, but teaching what he taught me. Right. I stepped out and advised my own system, but to make sure that I paid homage to them. Where it started at? I just called it Chun Sam Ru. Right. Okay, which is the chun is the wing chun, the sand is the is. Right. And the rule, you know, we usually say is whatever works, you apply it and you use it.
0: Okay. Um, so, so what's the difference like between, what's, what's some things that you tailor made specifically for your system that might not show in the next? Not to compare contrast, and contrast to say your system is, but yes. this is not what this is, I just want to elaborate yeah, no. on what exactly your system entails.
1: So I think that one thing that I will teach my students tradition. You will know how to tie a belt, put, how to put a gi on, how to ray in, of how course. to ray out. Yeah. Know your ranks. Know who's who in the family. Um, but I definitely placed a lot of emphasis on uh, combat. Oh, yeah. So Attitude. I think that um, because I was teaching people who wanted to MMA fight, of course. so I had to okay. tailor. I, that. Right. I had to tailor it specifically for that, right. um, which means we had to not only have your stand-up jiu-jitsu, your Wing Chun, but we had to incorporate boxing, yeah. we had to incorporate the Brazilian jiu-jitsu, yeah. all of these different things we had to combine into this right. system right. in order to make it effective when you engage in somebody, either in a cage or even in the street. Right. So in the other part of that is what I tell people, I don't teach self-defense, I teach urban combat. Okay, I teach you what to do when you walk out this door right. and you with your loved ones or you're by yourself and somebody attacks you. Right. You know, uh, interesting thing one day, I had a conversation with somebody and they said to me, oh, so you're a martial artist and I said, yes, and they said, uh, oh, so you can fight. I said, uh, I'm okay. You know, yes, I, can, uh, I can handle myself. Very modest. You know, and yes. it's like, yeah, so if I punched you in the face right now, what would you do?" I said, I'd take this bottle and bust you upside your head with it.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and then he's like, well, that's not martial arts. I said, yeah, it is. It's simple. It's effective. It works. It works, yeah. And you're not going to want to fight after that. It's like a
0: groin kick. <laughs> you years. know,
1: so, you know, people think that because you say you're a martial artist or something to that effect that you're invincible. Absolutely no, not. Hell yeah, no. Absolutely not. You're not. Um, I just wanted to take that even like the philosophy like when people talk about Jeet Kune Do from Bruce Lee you know I said that's more of a philosophy than anything else and I say I say that with respect to the fact that he believed in of absorbing what's useful so you didn't get
0: just to finish the system yeah so you
1: take this you take that so what I did was okay let me take the 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 center line understanding from Wing Chun and put that in the system right let me take the joint yeah. locks and the submission holes the from the, from the yeah. jujitsu, yeah. and put that together. Let me not just have my students doing linear movement, right. but understand how to take angles and roll. So let me take the boxing component from that. And because we're 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 in a combat situation, and we're not in the movies trying to throw high, pretty kicks. Yeah, nah. Let me take the kicks from the Muay Thai system, light kicks, yeah. light kicks and strikes, and and incorporate that in there and see this is why i say it's like it's not about just punching we say it's about striking right you
0: know 100%. you absolutely
1: know, and and believing absolutely. that the hand that attacks also defends and the hand that defends also attacks right. for your every one attack i have two attacks in a defense Right. so you know you combine all of that together and all of that is trial and error too because at the end of the day now i've taught you in theory now can you practically apply that's what sparring you know and that's where the sparring has to come in that's where you know you can't be gun shy but we all are you know to a point you know like i tell people if you were in a fight in the street and they like yeah and i said um you got your hands up and if i i said what what are you hesitant about because it is that first hit i said and then the guy hits you
0: and you like that's it it's like and now you you're in your zone now <laughs> fighting is is 100 mental and that's something that i've been i've been telling my students for the longest. well not for the long i just started implementing with these because i teach boxing i teach it's a mental it's a huge mental aspect because this is different it's just different demonstrations in fighting you got you snuff somebody first you got unexpected on the fly mm-hmm. you got you're going to take that walk taking that walk it's a different mental than when you just fire off or somebody as you taking that walk it's starting to settle in now, i'm about to fight I, I i don't know what this person could bring mm-hmm. i don't know how hard mm-hmm. he's about to hit me i don't know how hard i'm you start overthinking mm-hmm. so just because you know the, the techniques and the principles does not mean you're going to know how to you got to be able to perform on all that yep. on every cylinder the on-the-fly cylinder like oh shit, it just it's going on let me snap out of it then we going to take that walk and getting fired on all of it is a different mind frame that's hard to uh mimic unless you go through it mm-hmm. you and, know if, what I'm saying?
1: and if you say that your heart rate doesn't go up oh you're anything, a fool you're lying I okay. <laughs> fighting,
0: you're everybody. <laughs> mike tyson said he got nervous. he couldn't he even sleep even the night you know you're, you're, you're
1: lying and, yeah. and people have to understand there's a difference between uh self-defense there's diff- there's a difference between competitive fighting Uh, Urban combat and self-defense, you know, so I tell people, when you're dealing with competitive fighting, we in a cage, a ring, whatever, there's a ref there, somebody's going to stop it, right. okay? Once they see that you cannot intelligently defend yourself, yeah. it's over. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's not over. A, not an urban combat. It's over, combat okay? Going third brand. I always, always joking. I got the Mills Lane voice, can you go on? Can you go on? <laughs> <laughs> you know? That, that's what's going on. You know? Okay. <laughs> you know? So Straight up. That's what you got. Self-defense now, you're talking about, you're dealing with the element of surprise, right. okay? So I might be like this, listen, come on, man, I want no problems. Or, or we say these uh, uh, defensive postures that yeah. people don't really, they, they look non-defensive. And you, you might have your hand right here, but you really got your hand up near your face, just, just to, in case, yeah, yeah. you know, when you're talking. So you got that. So then when someone does attack, you're responding you're to that. And yeah. You're attacking the attack but then you have urban combat or mutual combat. Now, that means we go on the fight. Skill versus skill. Right now, let's go, we go on the fight, you called me out, or I called you out, or whatever. It's a it's a real situation. Nobody's gonna stop it. Yeah, you know, different headspace. You that's know, where you find out who's a man that's in a, a, lot of that's cases. a That's a different type of fight. Yeah. And if you're ever training with anybody, that makes you believe that all three of those are the same. Then you need to get away from that 500%. person. Hundred percent. Because that person is gonna get you killed. That's not to say that you can't use certain elements of each one. Right. Of course. But. Understand the difference between them. Right. When you're talking about engaging with somebody, yeah. And
0: you always have to view your opponent as being the most dangerous person. You have in the to overtake his one shot. Man. You know. It's all about who get off first. Mm-hmm. And he know how to you If he got a, a AK-47, but he got a two-two, and he get to his two-two before you can even mm-hmm. engage with your AK, you're out of here.
1: You know. You can
0: have all the tools in the world. You got to know how to apply it. And sometimes simplicity is, is 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 a masterpiece in itself. I'm not trying to be out there all day. You have to be ready to mm-hmm. be out there. It's called endurance. Mm-hmm. You know, endurance is important mm-hmm. in martial arts and fighting, period, for the mind, for the spirit. Fighting is a mindset. It's mm-hmm. not, it, it has to be if you plan on being successful or not getting rolled over or being a victim. You have to have a mind for it that. I'm going to make it home by any means necessary. If you don't, you can know all the techniques in the world, and it's just, it's, yep. your brain is gonna take over, and it's gonna, it's gonna you yeah.
1: know. And, and you already know as a fighter, I, we better not ever see you go like
0: this. That, Oh, you, oh yeah, I'm on. Yeah, we know. Oh, I'm, on you. <laughs> I'm on. Oh, you tired. I see that first gap. I see you jump up and <laughs> down. That comes from, you know, you know, hours of training. You start you know? to pay attention we, to body we, language. We see, we see you do that, you or know. get cracked, and it's you
1: like, ooh, you and start, and, and let me just put the disclaimer out there that, it, we are in no way advocating or promoting violence. A hundred percent no. That's not no. what we're doing. We are talking about
0: the all okay. <laughs> We're talking about really the world. We're not advocating violence. However, there's going to be, at some point in your life, you might have to get violent in order to protect what you work, whatever means the most to you. So it's not advocating it. I try, I'm not going to say I'm not against it. I would try mm-hmm. my hardest to prevent it. Correct. Because I know once it go there, it's really no off button and I can't tell you how to respond. I might whip your ass. You might whip my ass. I can't call you up. Like, Yo, listen, it's just a fight. I mean, let's just keep it there. He might want to blow my head off now. Yeah. So now it's like, I would rather not, but if it's get violent and make it home or not be violent and maybe not make it home, oh, I'm going with option A. Hey. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I if, you think, know, if you know the attack is imminent.
1: Yeah.
0: You Try you to, that's what the art teaches you too, especially <laughs> when you know when you can, part of being strong is knowing I know I'm going to let you live your movie. Because I know you really don't got it for me. And I know it's all about accident prevention. So I'm trying to clean messes before they happen. Mm -hmm. You step on my shoe. Yo, what the fuck? Listen, now, the, the older me, I'm firing. As soon as the first sign of disrespect, I'm firing. Me now, it's like, damn. Because you got fine. more to lose. You got way too much got to lose. More I'm looking at my young king right here and you just know? other d- different parts of my life. That's not worth it. Like I said, you know, his life is not more. worth mine. That's a suicide bomber. Yeah. At that yeah. point. So, you know. You know, now I would rather see you throw hands with
1: somebody than to pull out a weapon. Absolutely. And, and take their yeah. life. What I'm happened ra- to I that? I'd rather I'd rather, rather see that. Yeah. That's, you know, that's a loss. I honestly came up in the era where it was Oh, you know so and so, and it's yeah. It's like yo, he nice with his hands. That's what yeah. we used to hear. That was the thing. It wasn't oh yo, oh he got it on him.
0: Yeah, watch out. Yeah, you know yeah. it's a different game. Yeah, it's a so, different game out here. It's a different level of chess. These they not mean, thinking yeah, about consequences. So, so, yeah, it's different. But yeah, like you said, even we caught the last that I ever too. We we had to, yeah. we had to fight. I mean. ah. It started to transition as I got a little, because I'm, I'm a lot younger, You know, I was born in you know, so mm-hmm. by the time I'm getting into situations, I'm like 14 years old, 2003, four, five. it started to shift. But then the gun law changed in 2005. I remember that like it was yesterday, seeing the little signs with the guns, with the, and they, they turned from eight months to back in the days, you, mm-hmm. you do eight months, that's how much gun violence wasn't a factor, you did mm-hmm. eight months for a pistol, mm-hmm. a loaded pistol. Now it's, Five and better now, so you know to let you know it it then went up. It's serious out here. This in age range is all I feel like, man, seventeen to twenty-three, they, they firing up, so it's just really no more of that. But these kids, I feel like, at least need to learn it for the discipline, you know, <laughs> and to teach you humility. Not necessarily being humble, because I just feel like humble sometimes you watering yourself down, but humane, man. <clears throat> just communication. It takes strength to communicate with another man. Why y'all in the heat of emotion? It take one whatever man could come come down and say, you know what, listen to that and talk it out. That shows that's that's stronger to me than just doing what we all know how to yeah. do. Yeah, and see, I'm look, here, here here here's
1: my thing. You know, um a lot of times people see me, a lot of people think I'm younger than what yeah. I really am. Right. Okay? I'm fifty-six years old. Yeah, you're blessed. Okay. Um
0: Terrence Howard over here. Most
1: of most of the people that I see like yourself and, and other people that I deal with and I speak to can <coughs> actually be your father. Absolutely. You know, 100%. You know 100%. I I could be, you were born in eighty-nine. My youngest my, my oldest son was born in in in, in eighty-eight. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so, Yo, me. You got kids there. So, so, yeah. so, you know, I, I I get that. And, you know, one thing that i I've always said was I said that my generation failed you. Yeah. We I, failed you. I could kind and of you and of you. I have no problem saying that. Right. I said because when I was coming up, a village raised a child.
0: Absolutely.
1: A village raised a child. Yeah. When I was coming up, if I did something and Miss So-and-So saw me do it, right. she got on me, then brought me home and told my mother what yeah, I did.
0: Right.
1: Now this generation don't don't tell that. my kids what to do yeah, don't talk to them blah blah, blah 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 you know yeah. so but just because we dropped the baton or drop the ball with y'all doesn't mean that we can't pick it back up 100%. which is why like when i see you doing the stuff you're doing right. i hit you yeah, and i commend you and i support it and said listen any way that i can help you let me know 100%. because i see where it can go and i see the vision and i'm saying look i see where this can go yeah. you know and no just because i don't advocate certain things i don't believe in certain things like i said you know look i'm not going to sit here and say oh yeah oh that person did this oh yeah go fight
0: vietnam yeah, it's nah. not at all you know now nah, if you want to control situation we can go
1: to your gym, yeah. if you really want to fight, a lot of people don't don't know, want to. If that's what you yeah. really
0: want to do, put the gloves on. Yeah. No harm, no foul. You got somebody there that'll stop it. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, <laughs> we all trying to make it home. Yeah, but you know, we men sometimes you know bulls got to lock horns. Yeah, we don't. The bull don't got to kill him. You know, but you know, it's, it's 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 I'm glad that you said that, and I'm glad like one thing I could say, he he was one of the first ones to reach out to me when he saw what I was doing, and like I said, this is a man, he just. He just uh, produced a movie with Morgan Freeman, uh, my man Faison. He had jukebox from pa- from power from from Powell and then joined. So he ain't gotta be sitting here talking to me about nothing. He could be at somebody's meeting somewhere talking about building a storefront somewhere. But you know, this is his. This is a way of, of giving back as a as an elder and a big homie. This is what real big homies do. They they they, they pick the baton up because accountability is the is the seed to growth. You ain't gonna grow if you can't take accountability for your actions. If you're still in a, a space of denial, you ain't. We ain't gonna never get nowhere. Or,
1: or we, or we like to say. Also, we talk about along with that accountability, we say confrontation. We confront you, right? But with confrontation comes support, right? So I could say, you know, you out here doing A, B, and C. What's wrong with you? That's reckless. But at the same time, I can support, but I can support the fact that, but you know what? I see you doing this podcast now. I see you doing this. Keep it up. So I got to let you know that the two go hand in hand. With confrontation comes support. Okay. Okay. And people have to feel like, even if We're not looking for you to feel sorry for us. We're not looking for sympathy. We're looking Mm -hmm. for you to connect with us. We're looking for you to understand a little bit about what it is that we're going through. And if I don't understand, Help me understand. This is why I'm saying, I've been in the streets, I know what it's like, you know. I, I know the understanding the call outs is mandatory right. yeah, you and, know every, and, and everything else. You know and, and, and and I am of the belief sometimes that you got to do sometimes yeah. what the old you would do so people got respect to. the new you, right. so, they, so it's not, but no, I haven't changed. Like we said earlier, I've grown. Yeah,
0: shout out the press. It
1: takes, it takes a, a longer time to get me to go somewhere now. Yeah, of course. You know, I'd rather not. You're not afraid of me, I'm not afraid of you. Right. So the only thing that's going to happen is people going to get hurt and people going to go to jail. Absolutely. So let's just try to figure it out yeah and this it's usually a communication problem that's the, that's what it that really is most boys yeah. i said something that i didn't say yeah. and instead of you asking for clarity you jumped the gun assume that that's what it was and now
0: i'm the op again yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? and, and, and at this stage i like the only want op, is opportunities Those the know? only ops that i'm looking I for say. on top of a lot of times with ops we be our biggest ops I, I I I rate that as like your battle with yourself is gonna be your toughest battle always because if you just everybody got a best friend or, or right hand man I got a few people that's I got a righty and lefty and then I got you know some guys that's close to me we I never really got into a straight out all out fight with nobody none of the, my main guys and th- we had situations where we score we would be out there squaring up for half an hour but it's like nobody wanna throw that first punch. Because yeah. once, once I'm waiting for him to throw the first punch, I don't wanna throw the first punch. Mm-hmm. So we end up not fighting, and the ones that we do end up fighting is they threw the first punch, now it's on. We often imagine squaring up with yourself. Are you gonna be bold enough to throw the first punch at yourself? Like, wake up, snap out of it, get focused. A lot of people don't have the courage to do that, so they just never address it, and they just never change, they never grow. They stay right there, because, they don't have the courage to battle with themselves. And
1: that's funny because when you say that, like when I got the name Jihad, Grandmaster Watch gave me that name. Right. And he gave me that name because he said, You're always in a battle with yourself. Yeah. All the time, right? Yeah. You know, that battle against right and wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, good versus evil, or whatever you want to call it. Right. You know, because people think when they hear the name jihad or jihad that it means holy war. And that's not what it means. Jihad means to strive or struggle. Okay. That's what jihad actually means. You know, or you say uh, jihad fi bil Allah, to strive and struggle in God's name. So, because we're always in that battle within ourselves to do good. Right. You know, or to walk what they say, the the straight and narrow path. Mm -hmm. That that's what you're trying to walk. And it's hard to do it, you know, because people will pull you back. And, you know, and they will say things to get you going where, you know, you got to check yourself. I mean, it's too easy to go, what? You know, and, or you know the, the term now, what? Say smoke, again. you know, and up. and now, yeah. you know, we be doing what we gotta do. Yeah. But ask me, get clarity about Communicate. something. Communicate. Know, what did you mean when you said that? Because I'm gonna tell you how I took it, Right. you know? Absolutely. Oh, nah, I ain't mean it like that, bro. I was talking about, bah, bah. good. All right, I feel you. Right. You know. War it. And, and, and then, and then I can respect that. That doesn't make you no sucker. Nah. That doesn't make you soft. Yeah. You know. That just means that you were smart enough to say, before I jump out the window,
0: let me find out what's really let me going look on down first. he was going you on. You know. Because when you're in a position of power too, you also don't want to abuse the power. Us, like the who we are, to mm-hmm. our communities. Uh, we sit, say to say, we sit high. Like people, people love us. Uh, we have influence, you know, people would take our word for th- Like I was saying, you know, guys, you know, that have a, a I'm going to say influence, you know, even the term, you know, big homie and big bro, all that's, all that's great. Sometimes, you know, the people who we influence take that as, we minimize it who they are when we address ourselves as big this and big that. Like technically everybody's a big something, but I'm going to say we guys that got a lot of influence, so. You know, sometimes you know the guys with influence don't abuse your power, man. If you know you have an influence of of guys who who gonna come a certain way for you, that's when you gotta be the strongest, cause that's when you really wanna try to minimize confrontation and conflict, cause you mm-hmm. know you got you got the, uh, the the I'm gonna say you got the Lakers behind you. Right, so you don't want, you don't want these guys to stop everything they doing because they're gonna stop everything they're doing for you right or wrong. you somebody got to do the thinking the the, the the players that you got in the background might not be the best thinkers, so they're gonna go off the one with the influence word or the one who's most successful mm-hmm. because often, like I said, we we define success character with success, so they see you as the ticket, so they're gonna do whatever you say. so you knowing that don't put them in positions to throw their life away so easily based <clears throat> upon when you break down the root of these issues, it don't really be about nothing. Yep. It be about, you know, it's, it's not worth everything this man, you about to put this man through or you asking this man to, uh, you start teaching these guys how to do other things, you know? So that's, uh, as far as, you know, I wanted to send that message to our community. Like I said, it, 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 I got the big bro with me that I think he, he's a perfect advocate because honestly, you know, our culture, we need more of what he got going on, which brings me right into uh, my next topic. Uh, you know, this man, he, his name is Kenneth Chamberlain Jr., which means there's a Kenneth Chamberlain Sr. And just the story on that, you know, I, I, I look, I've been doing my research. Um, it was a situation that happened in November 2011, yeah. where his father was fatally murdered. And I just remember what I was doing in 2011. I remember June, not June, February. I just came off my little 120 days. It's crazy. The situation I was actually in there, how it's growth full circle because I was actually in there for a situation uh, 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 that was close to home on both our sides. So, just, I'm talking in a lot of riddle, mm-hmm. but it just shows you like, you know, I don't think nothing happens by chance. It's not no secret or why our energies colliding and why he's sitting next to me, and no such
1: thing is coincidence. Yeah,
0: to get back on on topic, you know, 2011 was actually for me one of the best years of my life. Where I think for him was probably one of the worst, and my ear wasn't really to it. I mean, I wasn't really focused on it and reading up on it. It's a it's 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 a, a phenomenal story as far as everything this man, how this man persevered. Through all of these trials and tribulations and still managed to uh, hit a podium and give Barack Obama-like speeches and really fight for justice for his father. Bigger than just a lawsuit. It wasn't like he said, Oh, I'm gonna get paid. No, 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 no. This man invested, he made deposits spiritually, emotionally, financially, physically, every way possible into getting justice for his father. And it's been a fight that's been over ten years and it's still not over. But uh, you know. 135 is crazy that that building happened in that building. 135 got a lot of history with that building. Like I'm somebody, I've been outside a long time, and I know the history of, for some reason, with police in 135. I remember hearing stories about, shout out to Staff Uncle Flop, a situation he had with, with, with the police <laughs> in uh, 135. You had the tragic situation with your father, and I'm sure there's many more. These are just the ones that s- stuck out for me, being mm-hmm. from the next town over and being a lot younger than y'all. But, you know, it, it, I read up on it, it's, it's heartbreaking uh, how how that man, you know, met his demise. So I'm going to hand it over to, to you, uh, give us uh, a little tour of how you found out, because I know he had uh, some sort of medical alert necklace, yeah. and he suffered from, I forgot exactly what the uh, disease is called, but it, it causes you, you know, bipolar, you know, you switch personalities mm-hmm. like that uh you know what was you what was you doing that day when did you, last time you spoke to your father and you know just this ongoing fight the movie you, you know you got a uh you' on h b o max just give us the history, the past, present, and future of kenneth Chamberlain Sr. so my
1: father on November nineteenth two thousand eleven he inadvertently triggered his life a pendant that he wore around his neck right. He suffered from a heart condition and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, or COPD. Okay. So it was very hard for him to move around, couldn't really walk up a flight of stairs without using an inhaler, right. things of that nature. Um, that morning when he activated it, the monitoring station attempted to reach him, but they weren't successful. So they called the police and said, you're responding to a possible medical emergency. Not a crime in progress. Right. A medical emergency. They arrive at my father's apartment at 135, They bang on the door. My father comes to the door. He says, "I didn't call you. Leave me alone. I'm fine." Yeah. You would have thought that that would be enough for them to say, "Okay, and just leave him alone." It was your donut or something? But yeah. for over 90 minutes. They were banging on the door, they were yelling, they were screaming, they were mocking his military service. He was a Marine. Right. You know, at one point, you hear my father say, I'm telling you I'm all right. And a police officer says, I don't give a fuck, nigga, open the door. Really? They then take the door off his hinges, they fire electronic taser at him. They fire a beanbag shotgun at him four times, and then they fire live rounds at him and shoot him and kill him, saying that he posed an imminent threat to life or well-being. How old was he? He was 68 at that
0: time. And this is somebody who had a, a medical aid alert yeah, necklace around his neck that they, he was that much of a threat to some of the 10, 15 officers? Yeah. Wow.
1: So okay. makes sense. The way I found out about it was I was up early that morning anyway. You know, I get up early because I'm up doing calisthenics and anything else. You know, and the phone rang. So when I see the phone ringing, I see it's a friend of mine. So I'm immediately thinking, what this dude doing? Mm -hmm. He want me to cover for him again because he done stayed out or something. So I (laughs) answer the phone (laughs) and I'm like, you know, and we had this crazy conversation whenever we talk. So, as soon as I pick up the phone, I'm like, fool, what you want, you know? And then he's like, yo, wow, yo, you need to get the White right planes right Some away. Phone calls,
0: you be getting, and
1: I said, why, what happened? And he said, I don't know what the police is banging on your father's door. I said, banging on my father's door? I said, what they banging on my father's door for? He said, I don't know, but you need to get out here right away. In the process of him saying you need to get out here right away. Got cut short in that sentence. He said, You need to get out here right now. Oh my God. And I said, What happened? And he said, Y'all, I think the police just shot your father. And I said, What? So I hung up the phone, put my clothes on. I was living in Greenberg at that time. Mm-hmm. Shout out to White Plains. I get out the White Plains, yellow tape is up, crime scene tape, all of that. I get out my car, walk over. And I asked the cop that was standing there, um, Did y'all just shoot somebody? cop says, What? What are you talking about? I said, Let me be more direct. Did y'all just shoot my father?
0: Right.
1: Right? That's correct. So he says, uh, You got ID? So I pull my ID out, I give him my ID. He says, um, He takes it inside the building, and then this other cop comes out with my ID, hands it back to me, and says, Go to the hospital. So I said, what? Well, he said, go right to White Plains Hospital. I get to White Plains Hospital. You know, my cousin is with me, and my boy that called me, who is actually one of my students. Okay. And we get to the hospital, and I tell them, you know, you just brought someone in here, gunshot wound. So they were like, all right, they buzzed this door. And not in the normal waiting area, but they took me to some private waiting area. They had me inside there, and we're sitting there, and you know, you don't know how much time elapsed at that time. So, we're sitting there, and then all of a sudden, this doctor comes in, and he just looks at me, and he says, I tried to save him, but I couldn't. Went crazy. I'm sorry your father expired. And I just looked at him, and I said, can I see my dad? And he said, yes, come with me. And he took me into the emergency room. Right. Took me into the emergency room, and when he took me over to my father, I saw him laying on the stretcher, and his eyes was wide open, tongue was hanging out of his mouth, bullet hole in him, and I could also see the opening for them, the incision, right. where the doctor went in. Right. to hit him in his, his arm and yeah. attacked his And lungs. I'm like, what happened? You know, what happened? And um, next thing I know this cop just comes out of nowhere and says, we ain't got to tell you shit. And I just looked at him and I'm like, what? That's just inhumane. You know.
0: Man lost his father.
1: So I walk outside the hospital. As you know, now I'm upset. Of course. I'm cursing, yelling, screaming. Just saw my father dead. And next thing I know, it's about ten or fifteen police surrounding me, and it got me in a semicircle. And I'm looking, and I'm like looking at them. And I remember my cousin saying, "Please don't do nothing. Please don't do nothing."
0: Yeah.
1: And I said, uh, "I said nah. They just killed my father." And. I looked again and my student was standing there and I remember giving him my ID, my wallet and everything and my keys and I said, hold this. Um, and he said, "Why?" Well, I said, no matter what you see happen, don't get involved. And he was like, nah, nah, that's not going to happen. I said, yeah, it has to. I said, because they're going to kill me. You and, you right? So, you know, I said, and you're going to have to tell this story. Um, Wow. So this same cop that was in the in the hospital that told me he didn't have to tell me shit, then comes walking out, he's smiling, and they putting the gloves on, the motorcycle gloves with the fiberglass knuckles and all that. Yeah. I remember it like it was yesterday. They putting those on their hands and looking at me and smiling. And I'm like So I look at the one cop and I said to him, I said, you know what? You know the difference between me and other people you've done this to? And he said, what? I said, you're dealing with an intelligent black man. I know how to fight you. Yeah. He yeah. looked me up and down. He smiled and he said, fuck you. I said, oh, all right. I said, all right. You know, um, at that point, Grandmaster Watts comes busting through the circle. You know, he can't wait. So he comes busting through the circle and he's telling them all, back up. All of your back up, y'all just killed my man, my my student students' father. Back up, back up. But then at that time, some officers also came, like a lieutenant came that I knew, right. and somebody else came that I knew. So the situation got diffused real quick. Yes, yeah. Because now the lieutenant's telling everybody to back up. So now they not trying nothing now.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, of course the DA promised a full and fair investigation. But they immediately put this narrative out there. If you look at this story in the beginning, it said police shoot and kill hatchet wielding man. So if you see a story like that in a headline, you think if somebody was running around the street trying to hurt people and the police had no choice but to kill him.
0: Right.
1: Where the narrative should have been police respond to medical emergency, end up killing a man. It turned fatal. You know. That's what they should have been saying. I was sent to help them, which ended up hurting them. So the DA promised a full and fair investigation. But like I always say, um, we always hear the same thing, and that's after an exhaustive investigation, the grand jury has determined that there's not sufficient enough evidence to charge the officers in the killing of Kenneth Chamberlain Sr. They asked the DA, well, what about the fact that they called Mr. Chamberlain a nigger before they killed him? Isn't that a hate crime? And she said, was it used? Yes, and it shouldn't be used, but it was used as a tactic to distract Mr. Chamberlain. Oh,
0: wow, OK.
1: So, yeah. And every time I say that, people look and say, what? <laughs> so they called your father a nigger, and they did it to distract him?
0: Yeah, was he supposed to blink when he said that? <laughs> like, whoop, So
1: that's. You know, um, when they came back sure. with no true bell and that, um, we then moved forward civilly. Right. And, you know, people think that, oh, it's about money at that point.
0: Yeah.
1: When, no, absolutely not. When you move forward civilly, now your investigators, your attorneys, now they can find information that may or may not been presented to the grand jury. And we know the grand jury is a secret. So you Truth. don't know what was presented, what they put on the table for the for the grand jury to consider to even get an indictment. Right. So... We, we did that. This is where we found out that not only was my father shot with the beanbag shotgun three times in the front, but he was the fourth shot was to his back. So he was shot in the back with the beanbag shotgun. We also found out, because the police said that his hand was raised above his head and he was attacking the officer with a knife, but, but the, the forensics and everything said, no, the bullet made entry here, three and a half inches um, below his shoulder, so that's right about here. So if you just look at that, it doesn't, you don't have to be a mathematician to understand this. Yeah. If his arm was raised, the bullet wouldn't have went here. It would have entered here.
0: Absolutely.
1: So it went here and it went across and it ripped everything. It busted his heart and everything. So there was no way that he was going to survive from that. Um, and of course, in 2016, even when we move forward civilly, they found for the city and not for me. So I filed an appeal.
0: Yeah,
1: I seen that. I filed the appeal and in 2020, not too much longer after the killing of George Floyd, the uh, Second Circuit Court of Appeals came back with a decision and ruled in our favor. Right. And they said, instead of treating Mr. Chamberlain as a critically ill patient, you treated him like a criminal suspect. Him like a terrorist. So you are not protected under qualified immunity. And this is something that the police officers use as a tool and it's not a law, it's a doctrine. Right. Okay. It was a ruling that a judge made to put qualified immunity in place, which protects officers from what they call frivolous lawsuits. Right. Um unless you can prove that a person's rights or constitutional rights were actually violated. So now we're back in court again. Right.
0: Spending um, time and money.
1: You know, we yep yeah, we we we're, we're, we're back in court again. But this time everything that was thrown out now comes back in yeah, right so all the stuff that they tried to hide the n-word the cursing at my father all of these different things the all of that yeah. comes back in now so now you can see everything that led up to the killing the truth. whereas before you were only allowed to consider seconds before the police officer pulled the trigger right so this is this is where we are now and i have a problem with community, faith-based, and elected leadership here in Westchester County. Because I say, how dare you denounce the killings of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, um, as of late, Tyree Nichols. Yeah, that's why you and And you hold these press conferences and these rallies, and you're out there as elected officials or leadership in the community, and you're speaking about these things, and yet. You don't talk about what's happening in your own backyard. Yeah, okay? Bogus. So, you right. got here in White Plains, you got my father, Kenneth Chamberlain Sr. Yeah. Greenberg, you got Jonathan Maldonado. New Rochelle, you got Samuel Cruz, and you got Kamal on, Flowers. Yeah, okay? <laughs> yeah. Mount Vernon, you got Raynette Turner, and I forgot the other brother's name, and luckily for him, he survived being shot by the police. Right. You know? Um, he's not right anymore, but. You know, he's still alive though. So that has only put me on the front line. You fighting for everybody. Fight you to get accountable. The only one I
0: really see I'm not knowledgeable what mm-hmm. other families are doing and rest in peace to everybody who he just named. But I see you the work you are putting in and I know I can only imagine I know it's not easy, you know, to to maintain a lifestyle and give a hundred percent of your mind, body and soul to, to the death of your father. So I, I commend you. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you said, we need more people like you because one thing about the system, we know it's not for us. So mm-hmm. the, the, the laws and principles and things like that, that don't apply to the minority. So the truth is always, I say this all the time to cops, they the most loyal gang as far as structure to mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. From the DEA, they work as a team. They not. It's not really about justice. We take care of our own. Fuck whoever y'all you know did these acts of crime on, which is not fair because y'all are, y'all have a uh, yeah. Y'all, y'all sit high in rank. Y'all have rights that we. Y'all have the right to to Mm -hmm. do these things, and you'll look at it like, well, he didn't open the door. I'ma force my way. If we force our way in somebody's house, that's a crime. That's home invasion. Absolutely. (laughs) But since you know you got a badge, it's considered uh, investigating or probable cause or Mm -hmm. things of that nature. So it's it's so messed up. So us as people, that's why we really need the collaboration and work on. What so we cannot beat we gotta get ourselves together to where we can be half as strong as the people who's making these laws that are designed to, you know, to trap us. Like I said, the cops, they'll blow your head off and they all staying or sticking to that story. Very, very mm-hmm. seldom do you hear the stories publicized about it. And to maybe when the feds get involved and all that, cops snitching on each other. Mm-hmm. They flushing everything down the drain before they do that. Where's though we We don't do that. The cops get a hold of one of us and mm-hmm. phew, that's it. Yep. A whole organization took down and you it, it, you just switch teams. More yep. teams than, than my boy LeBron. So it's <laughs> it's, 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 it's just messed up. But uh, I can honestly say you, you keep going and, and, and you definitely got a, a, I can say a new supporter because now that I'm more knowledgeable on finding me, You know when you go through different things I went through you know a lot of different situations in my life where you know my mentor was the only thing I could I could work on so now that I'm I'm, I see things from a different lens you know these this that's the real fight yeah and and, and see with ourselves. people will say that
1: you know um we know that we know that the system is not designed for us over 160 years ago, a chief judge said that a black man has no rights by which a white person is bound to respect.
0: Right. We
1: know that that stands true today. You will hear these elected officials talk about the rule of law. The rule of law says the government, its agents, and officials are to be held to the same set of rules that enables a fair and functioning society. Right. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone is supposed to be treated the same. That means you're supposed to be given the same same consideration for similar circumstances. Right. Yeah, at least, right? Yeah. So, if you were to kill a man, well, let's say first, if the police was to kill, when the police kill somebody, they have time to put their story together, their narrative, you know. Um, they, they, they can they can do all of that. Um, there's a there's an investigation. We're told to trust the process, <laughs> you know, and then they come back with no true bill. And then, you know, we're, we're, where we are, it's like we are game. with my situation. Yeah. If you kill somebody, Come here. you are charged through felony complaint. Yeah. That means that the DA is charging you based solely on what they said you did. Right. And then they present it to the grand jury. And then you get indicted. Right. And you see? So it's the reverse. Yeah. So how is that the rule of law? That's not the same consideration for similar circumstances. It's not. So this is why we have to be out there. This is why we have to be on all fronts. Like I've had people say to me, oh, when you gonna run for political office? And my question is this, are you a registered voter? Can can you vote? Yeah. Are you a registered voter? Because if you're not, don't ask me that question. i wasting my time. Because so. I need you to vote. Because if I was to run for office, I'm not running to say I ran. Yeah. I'm running to win. to win. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I want to win. That's what's wrong with our people too. We just be wanting to talk and politics. <laughs> you know? but We don't want to do the real work. Go well, me personally. I, I don't. I don't vote. Like I don't be in th- me. I'm, I'm like the furthest thing for, from a politician. That could just be ignorance. I might need to brush up on some some certain political topics, but I'd be more focused on. I'm growing, so I'm right now. I'm still at day-to-day action. I don't really know, you know. I'm not law savvy and things of that nature. That's that's something that I water so, myself. And on. and I'll say this, I wasn't either right. until after my father got killed. Absolutely, and yeah.
1: now you want to know what a lot of times they say to me. How long have you been practicing law? Yeah, you said. You this said, is what like, they say, yeah. man. I'm like. Yeah. I'm not an attorney. That's crazy. You know, right. but you look like the circumstances brought me to this. Yeah, it's a different fight. And so, you know, it's personal for me on all fronts. Oh, yeah. But I never allow my emotions to supersede my intelligence when yeah. I'm out there speaking. Can't. Even if I feel like I just want to shed tears behind it, I, I have to speak factually because if I lose credibility, it's over. Let's get done. It's over. Yeah. You can never speculate in fights like this. You have to speak factually. So I always say to people, anything that I say as it pertains to the killing of Kenneth Chamberlain Sr. is available through freedom of information. You can research that information. You can foil it. You can find out yourself. And I always tell people, if you look at all of the evidence in its totality, you I challenge you to come back and say that these officers
0: have not committed misconduct and murder because they absolutely did. And if you don't, if, because I, I, everybody's understanding the levels at different levels, but this, like, if you can't comprehend, you know, from what, all of the facts, not the theories, all of the facts, if you can't put a good concept together on your own, how that situation, went, you just, you say to say uh, incompetent. That would be the only thing I would be able to say. Like, you just, you don't have the ability to really think. Your brain doesn't process outside of, redfish bluefish one agency one two three it's as clear as day you know what that was when you just talk about his illness and what he suffered from it's, this man needed medical help every day how in the world is he physically capable enough to pose a threat to anybody
1: and i've asked for help i've reached out to the big names that you know out there in oh, terms of activism and everything, everything. i've all reached out to all of them yeah. and um. Nothing. Of course, you not. know and this is too real for you them. know. This goes against nothing. The yeah, nah. you know, um, yeah. even out here in the city of White Plains and or Westchester County, you know, I will say this, and you know, it's hard to say, and it's a good and bad thing. 85% of my support
0: base is white, not black. Th- that goes back okay. To, I say this all the time. I'm <laughs> not. I'm an individualist. I, I, I'm all about my nation is genuine. So if you're genuine, I don't care what exactly. color you are, we could deal with, and do it because like I said, I got you know I, I interact. I got white friends that, that that treat me great. you know, I got black friends that treat me great. It's, it's all about who you are as a person. I don't really and, get caught up in this, that, that, this, that, that because and you
1: know, and out, and out uh, of the and out of the black people that support me, 90 percent of women, not men
0: because yeah, men got an ego. That's okay. Kenneth.
1: That's her. And you know, and 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 I always say this, and and if she see this, she probably gonna say, "Why'd you say it? That was a conversation between me and you." Right.
0: Yeah. Shut but out, I then.
1: always have to give out a shout to my sis, Jessica Daniels. I got to. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Because down. she pulled me to the side when my father first got killed. And gave me the formula. She told me how to move to get supporters. Oh, wow. She did. That's dope. She said to me that
0: the men are not gonna come, they're not gonna that's help what, I feel like that's <laughs> in a lot of different uh, industries, but I don't wanna call that it. But you know, the men, like even with the, the tr- women are always. Cause I feel like the, their narrative, they're more of a free spirit. They, this is more said, authorized uh, yeah. for them to she do said, that. gotta be like, she said, appeal
1: yeah. to the ladies. That's tough. Appeal to them because they're mothers, yeah. they're nurturers. Yeah. When they see the killing of your father, they think about their brothers, their father, they, you know, their children. They think about that. Right.
0: So it's a different perspective right. when you say to them, "I need your help." And most black men. It, like I said, don't grow up without fathers. Like mm-hmm. Having a father has been, it's so watered down. It's, we, we look at it like if a man is around, it's a blessing. I've heard women say, oh, you, 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 uh, you're, the father's involved. That's a blessing when that should be mandatory. Mm-hmm. That should be like mm-hmm. waking up and breathing. It wasn't meant for it to be one person. So it's hard for people to relate. Some people looking at it, well, I ain't never had my father. Ain't nobody... Uh, set up a, a GoFundMe and rally for me not having a yeah. father all these years, or my father was stride on whatever it is, so the women can identify, I feel like, with their fathers more. And,
1: and they definitely come out and they stand with me and they support me. Yeah, um, one of the biggest ladies. sororities is uh, what uh, uh, Delta Sigma Theta, Westchester okay. yeah. Alumni Chapter, Great. you know, they definitely support me. You know, um, you have your AKAs out there helping me, your Zetas, they're out there. You know, and I I think they see, like I said, they see the bigger picture. You know, um, I'm not saying that they can't protect themselves, but I always say we as men should be on the front line protecting our women. So, you know, I've always reached out and for lack of a better word, begged for for my brothers to come out there and stand with me but they always had something else to do there was something else going on, so I, even had, on block, I even had, block, I even right had one brother say to me oh well what time are you doing that and i told him the time and he said oh the game is on at
0: that time to what i was saying about just you know as far as the movie and as far as us just being being smart, which is why I'm I'm, I'm I'm loyal to the grind because i feel like when it comes to being a coward, our definition of being a coward is, is different. Like sometimes, you know, when it comes to the grind or the or the, or the, the, the mission or the objective, we cowards when it comes to that. Like we don't come up with plans and stick to it. We first sign a, a adversity throughout the planet, we ready to abort the mission. So, you know, as far as us as a community, we really need to work on fighting the right fight. And mm-hmm. that comes with having the right professors and the right teachers and the right guidance, which is why every generation Got to do their part, like he, like, like, like Big Bro said. He feel like his generation failed us. I feel like, you know, they was just teaching what they know the same way we was doing. Like this is something new for me, so I feel like, you know, it's, it's my job to stay the course and keep a nothing's normal attitude and, and keep everything, you know, trying to guide these youngins into finding different outlets for our pain, like mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily put a lid over it and mask it. Find different hobbies that don't include people, you know. People is not always gonna serve you good, you know. You can't always use people to gain. Sometimes you gotta find ways to entertain yourself and and work on self healing and, and, and like I said, just back with the cops. They they lo they loyal. We learned like they structure. They you don't really hear too many cases with cops snitch on cops, mm-hmm. you know. So we really need to just fight the right the 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 right fight. Um, with this. Fight for your father. I I also seen you uh, produced and uh, came up with a movie, The Killing of Kenneth Chamberlain Sr., uh, that was released in 2019 on HBO Max. And uh, let us know, you know, what sparked that idea, because you know that right there was genius in itself. And you went to go get a a real cast. There wasn't no web series where you just grabbed the iPhone and went to the Star Diner and recorded it and then went down to... No, no, no. This was, this, was, this was real deal Holyfield. And I commend you for that. Excellent movie. Uh, it's one of the movies where you can feel it. Like, it gave me a John Q type feel. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, certain movies, you know, it bring emotion out of you. You know, John Q was one of them. Uh, soul Food, uh, when when Big Mama died, like mm-hmm. you even go back to the cartoons, like Disney. You got Lion King when Mufasa died. There's certain movies that just touched me. That was one. It was actually too graphic for me. Like I I, I don't really like watching things like that that could really have a a, a real life effect mm-hmm. on how I'm feeling watching the movie, but knowing it was based on a true story. So you know the movie was was heartfelt. I recommend everybody go go watch it, purchase it, stream it. But uh, let us know, you know, the process of the movie and how you feel about it. and you know, so let's get into it. So, I think it was about, I think it was
1: 2017 that uh, a gentleman by the name of David Medell reached out to me and said, I'm looking for the relatives of Kenneth Chamberlain Sr. I said, this is his son, how can I help you? He said, how are you? He introduced himself. He said that he was a filmmaker. He said, you know, um, I was following the story about your dad and I noticed that you're not really getting the national attention that you should around this case. He said, I want to help you. So I said, well, how can you do that? He said, I want to make a movie about your dad. So he sent me you know, a link to some movies that he's done. And I watched that. And I said, okay, this guy really does move, you know. Um, We spoke a little bit more. I put him in touch with my attorneys. Everything we gave him was obviously free through freedom of information. We did not give him any confidential stuff. I would say as fast as we gave him the information, he was sending back a script.
0: Oh,
1: wow. He He sent the script back. I read the script, and I said, okay, this is fine. And then he be he said, all right, I'll be back in touch with you. Um, the next thing I know, he says to me, hey, um, I got some good news. And I said, what's that? He said, I, I got somebody who wants to play your dad. And I said, really? I said, who? He said, um, do you know Frankie Faison? I said Frankie Faison. I said, come to America, Frankie Faison? Yeah. I said, Commissioner Burrell yeah, from Commissioner the wallet. Frankie Faison? Yeah. And he said, yeah. I said, white chicks from Frankie Faison. Yeah, that's so I'm him. calling yeah. all of these different things, right? And um he wow. said, yeah. And I said, um You did an excellent job too. I said, absolutely. So damn. he had he brought him in Anika Noni Rose played the Life Aid Dispatcher. Yeah. Um Leroys Hawkins from Chicago PD Travelle, yeah. played he me. Yeah. Um and that's a legendary cast, man. And you know I was I was beyond honored. I was beyond thrilled that that they saw this not as a means to make money because it was no budget. Yeah. No real budget. They saw that as giving back and read the story and knew about the story and said let me do something about it. Yeah. You know, um, let me help the way I can. Shed light, let me yeah. use my platform to bring light to the killing of the world of his needs farmer. to hear that story. So, right? yeah. um, we flew down to Chicago, we filmed down there. Oh, wow. I was on the set, you know, as a consultant, and sometimes I left the set. I was about because to ask, yeah, I know that was hard. It was, it was very hard, like certain scenes, I wouldn't be on the set. Like especially at the end, we know the name of the movie is called The Killing of Kenneth Chamber. Yeah. You know he dies, you know he like gets something. killed. Yeah. Okay, so especially that end part, I wasn't on set for that because it's always hard to look at this movie, um, especially knowing what happened. Especially knowing there's no accountability. You know that no one was charged in the killing of my father. No closure. You at know. All. Um, I have yet to mourn my father's death almost 12 years later because I've been fighting ever since yeah. so It's a it's a it, it was it was great that they did it Then we needed somebody to come on as an executive director somebody who could help promote it and push it So they sent the film out and they sent it to Morgan Freeman Morgan Freeman saw the film once it was done and said oh my god how can we get this, I want to help get this film out there. That's amazing. And then he came on, and then we started pushing it, it started getting these awards and everything, yeah. and Gotham Awards and everything else, right. and different awards at film festivals. And a lot of times now I say, if nothing else, I want the film to be a teaching tool of what not to do. Right. This, you don't do this this way if you're, if you're law enforcement. Yeah. You know, so it's out there, it's on uh HBO Max it's on iTunes a lot of times if you just google the killing the Kenneth Chamberlain yeah. um exactly. it will pop up and it'll show you platforms that you can watch it and I'm not even gonna act like all of the platforms are paid platforms if you have HBO you can automatically watch it um there's also another link where if you just type it in it'll just show it for free um so support man. you know but you I don't, support you know, the
0: movie.
1: I just tell people watch it, don't boost it, tell it. somebody, tell somebody else to watch it. But I always say, and you know, like you said, it was, a. it's a hard watch. So I always apologize to people ahead of time for any trauma that it might cause. Because when you see what they did to my dad, you're just like, oh my That's God, you know, I mean, I was in the movie theater when they premiered it in the movie theater and it was not, everybody in the movie theater was crying, Right. you know, yeah. so. Have um, you ever watched the whole movie or I've, not? I've watched it far too many times um, because I use it now as a teaching tool. Of course. I go to colleges and universities, they show the film and then we have a discussion
0: Right. and then we well, talk about
1: policing, reform, what mechanisms can be put in place, um, different ways to To change the way policing is?
0: Yeah because I think at this point it's too easy to be a cop I don't feel like I feel like with any management position I think most I think the world needs to start doing more of a screening process before these guys get in a lot of these positions If, if you suffered from chronic bullying or you know, you don't really have that much of a say so in life. Period. I don't think being a cop is is the job for you because you've never possessed the ability to see something and not just be what it mm-hmm. is. So oh. a lot of times, these guys get these positions, and power powers of is a is a strong thing to have. You know, it's easy to abuse it. It feels good having it. It feels good flashing some lights and making somebody go pull over. Like that's a lot of control. You're giving these people way too many control, too much control that their brain can mentally sustain or mm-hmm. control or, you know, filter out. And these people are, are just abusing it and doing uh, ridiculous things with it. So I think the process of becoming law enforcement needs to be a little more vigorous. It shouldn't be just about an academy where you're running up and down and physically being able to uh, time an agility course and be able to chase down a suspect. No, you, you need counseling, same way you have I don't know what the academy consists of but you know you have marriage counseling you got before you go to the army or the marine there's a process that you have to go through before you can even make it and they need to send some guys home some guys aren't mentally stable enough you you're on target and 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 i'll say
1: this you know as as you know we're we're winding down but put your you're on target because we're looking at ways You know, when you talk about police reform, police reform has this negative connotation. When you hear the word reform, people think, "Oh, they're anti-law enforcement." Mm -hmm. No, No. we're not anti-law enforcement. We're anti-individuals who feel they can do whatever they want to whomever they want. Right? We're not. That's what the battle is. It's
0: not all cops. I know some cops personally that are that are great. I just got pulled over with my son because. My my insurance lapped over and it was, I had like 16 days unpaid. Uh-huh. The guy pulled me over. He said, listen, oh, yo, you work for the town? You know, shout out to whoever he is in Greenberg. He pulled me over right on my hand. now. Yo, you, uh, yeah, she says your insurance was up, this, that and the third, but uh, you know, just check that out and, and let me slide. Mm-hmm. He could have towed the car, kicked me mm-hmm. and my son out. And obviously I wasn't as, uh, my energy was I was like, mm-hmm. I kind of tensed up. I got my little man, what's mm-hmm. the problem, man? Like mm-hmm. I know my breaking ain't nothing wrong with my, and he quickly uh, assured me that, you know, he wasn't going to pursue it. So, you know, shout out to those guys, you yeah, know, so just like us. They classify black people. People say, oh, black people, are this than and third, then just some good brothers, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, but you know, yeah. Um. So you got to look at
1: that. So like some of the things that we've been pushing for outside of body cameras and things like that is we've been pushing for CCRB, civilian complaint review boards. Mm-hmm. But they're no good if they don't have subpoena power. Yeah. So you have to be able to subpoena officers and and compel them to come to speak to you because other than that they won't. Um, You talk about, uh, we've talked about the licensing of police officers, meaning that the same way a social worker has a license, an attorney has a license, in all these other professions, a police officer should have a license to enforce the law. And if it's found that they're guilty of any type of brutality, misconduct, or criminality, you lose your license and you can no longer enforce laws anywhere yeah. but that would mean you'd have to create a national database that they go inside that database where you punch their name up and all of that information comes up but they don't want to put this data out there because they don't want you to know yeah. all of the things is going on and then lastly you know is you can't just say training and how they deal with individuals who have mental health issues what about the mental health of the police officer right. you have to look at the mental health of the officer because a lot of times they go through psych testing and it's only one time and that's before they get hired, and that's it, and then they never psych test it again. And I spoke to a friend of mine who's a police officer, and I said to him, "Why don't you guys ever do um, psych testing after they get on?" He said, "Cause you wouldn't have any police officers."
0: Ding, <laughs> so ding, 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 ding. so makes perfect sense.
1: You know that that's what that is, but you know, um, listen. All I could just simply say is please, you know, um, always remember when you see people out there fighting these types of fights that, you know, it is imperative that you stand out there and stand with them. It's mm-hmm. not about you going out there and speaking on their behalf because most of the time they have the people that can speak. Right. We just need you out there to show the numbers. The show yeah. You know, and so you come out there and you stand with us and you stand in solidarity because you want for your brother and sister what you want for
0: yourself. Let's bring the so, village back, man. You know, and that's it, bro. Well. Yo, this was dope. <laughs> um, I hope one day, I'm going to close it out on this. I hope one day, you know, you fully get that chance to release and grieve your father properly. You know, right now, society has really forced you to stay in defensive mode and, and, and not even defense mode, attack mode. You fighting. This is a war. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is warfare that, you, that you're going through for your father and is somehow gotten away of you being able to grieve the loss of your father. So mm-hmm. I pray God blesses you with that. Um, this won't be our last time linking up. I appreciate you for gracing your presence and knowledge, you know, with the Nothing's Normal Nation. And
1: uh yeah man. So, you know, if if you're looking to follow me on any type of social media platforms, I'm definitely on Facebook, Kenneth Chamberlain Jr. and on Instagram, it's official Kenneth Chamberlain Sr. on, on IG. Um, other than that, you'll find me on LinkedIn and all of those other social media platforms. Just type my type my name in. It definitely pops up. Or, as we used to say, just Google me. Yeah. You type my name it's in that, there, yeah. all that information comes up, and it'll show you where I'm at, you know, and how to connect. And if you really want to know what's going on, if you if you reach out to me, I'll put you on a listserv and you'll know about any events and anything that I have going on. That's dope, man. So yeah, follow the brother, man. So, you know, if, if you're looking to follow me on any type of social media platforms, I'm definitely on Facebook, Kenneth Chamberlain Jr. And on Instagram, it's official Kenneth Chamberlain Sr. on, on IG. Um, other than that, you'll find me on LinkedIn and all of those other social media platforms. Just type my type my name in. It definitely pops up. Or as we used to say, just Google me.
0: Yeah. You
1: type my name <laughs> in there, all the information comes up and it'll show you where I'm at, you know, and how to connect. And if you really want to know what's going on, if you if you reach out to me, I'll put you on a list serve, and you'll know about any events and anything that I have going on.
0: That's dope, man. So yeah, follow the brother, man. Yeah, hey, man. I hope y'all enjoyed yourself, man. I'll see y'all next time, episode five back up. Yeah. Love. you I'm good. Big bro. Hey, bro.